Hey, and welcome to the Empowerment Unleashed podcast, where we empower women to succeed in their fitness journeys and in life. I'm your host, Jen Oliver, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Empowerment Unleashed podcast. So today, I wanted to talk about overcoming procrastination and regret week I've realized that it's less than two weeks until Christmas and I've barely bought a present so I've done what I do every single year I always promise myself every Christmas that I'm not going to do it again I'm going to get everything done early and yet again it's less than two weeks and now I'm in a frantic panic that I've barely got anything what I wanted to do is find a day where I had nothing else going on where I could just go shopping completely blitz it all And in reality, that's never going to happen, is it? Because there's never a day where we don't have anything going on. So now it's got to the point where I'm mega stressed out about it. It's actually affecting my sleep now because I'm constantly thinking about what I'm going to get and for who and when I'm going to get time to go and fetch it, etc. And yet again, I'm regretting not starting sooner. And the more I think about this, the more I realise that we're so guilty of this. Everybody's guilty in a way of procrastinating against things that they don't really want to do. And I'll be honest, I hate shopping. It's not something that I enjoy doing. I'm not one of these people who will go shopping for pleasure. I can't just randomly look around shops and I don't know, that is not for me. So I've set a slot in my diary for later on today where I'm going to blitz most of the stuff this afternoon. And I've got to get certain presents because I've got an early Christmas day with my sister on Sunday and I'm seeing my cousin over the weekend. And she'll be listening to this, no doubt, at some point. So my secret's out now. I'm seeing my cousin at the weekend. And although I've got two of those presents, there's still two more that I need to get. I really need to get my finger out and get going. So anyway, that's what started the thought process for this podcast. And I just thought it'd be quite useful if we went over, you know, a little bit why we procrastinate, the effects of procrastination and regret, and how we can maybe practice more positivity and get out of the procrastination cycle. Firstly, I think it's really important to note that procrastination has massive negative effects on our personal growth, on productivity, and generally on our well-being. So like I've just said, like it's started to affect my sleeping now. And that, for me, that's with my Christmas shopping, but that's with anything. If, if you're procrastinating about starting your fitness journey, you get to a point where it becomes everything that you're thinking about. You want to start, but you just can't get going. And all that delaying starting does is it just delays your progress. By putting off these actions, by putting off starting, you're missing opportunities. You're missing chances to grow. And when I say missing opportunities, what I mean is you might be waiting for a specific time to start something. By the time you decide to take action and start, the slots on that particular program that you wanted to do might have gone or the reality is the price might have gone up 20, 30, 40 quid. And then that starts the whole procrastination cycle again, doesn't it? Because now you're saying, oh, it's too expensive to actually start and you're starting the delaying tactics again. It's so important just to make a decision and start at that minute in time. Rather than finding excuses not to do it, find the reasons to do it. Because all that ends up happening is you'll start maybe three, four, five months down the line. And then all that happens is you end up rushing and 
you don't get the best results and you know your productivity is is less isn't it because for example you don't decide to start your fitness journey now you procrastinate because you know december's really busy we've got christmas we've got loads of socials so we're not starting december then we get to january and let's be honest money's a bit tight in january isn't it we've had a really expensive christmas expensive holiday season so we say okay we'll wait until february february comes for me it's half term so that would be another excuse wasn't it oh it's half term we might be going away we'll be doing loads of stuff with the kids so it won't be easy to get into a routine so we'll start in march and then March comes around and actually March, April this year is going to be Easter. So, you know, that's another reason not to start, isn't it? Because we're going to feed us face with chocolate and we don't want to be restricting chocolate, do we, during March and April? So we'll start in May. And then before you know it, our summer holidays are coming around. And the reason that you wanted to start this journey was because you wanted to be in better shape and have better confidence for your holidays. But actually, your holiday is now only six, seven, eight weeks away. So what you do is start some drastic restrictive diet you go on some weird eight-week shred you go on holiday and you've not really met any of your goals so all that you end up feeling is frustrated and inadequate and almost guilty isn't it because you knew that you could have started earlier but you just didn't so now you're on holiday feeling you know a little bit unhappy with yourself and not confident in your bikini and not how you envisage being Procrastination has really negative impacts on how we feel, even though at the time it doesn't feel like that because there's no there's no immediate problem with putting something off, is there? You put it off that many times that actually, before you know it, six months has passed by. Why do we do it? Why do we procrastinate? Why do we put things off that we could do right now? And for me, most of the time, it's because I don't like doing it. So back to the Christmas shopping thing. I absolutely hate shopping. It, I find it more stressful. I find it, you know, maybe I'm a bit of a tight arse and I don't like spending money, but maybe that's part of it. But I just don't enjoy the hustle and bustle and the stress of shopping. But actually, by not doing it, I've caused myself even more stress. A lot of the reasons that my clients don't start on their journey as soon as they get it into their head and why they delay and put it off for so long is mainly because of the fear of failure. They're worried about not meeting certain expectations, which they really make up themselves. There's no expectation from anybody. And this expectation comes from, I think, really comparing and comparing yourself to other people. And social media has a massive impact on this, doesn't it? Because we open up Instagram most days and we see these picture-perfect Instagram influencers and we have this expectation and then that we're going to be like that. And the reality is that that isn't going to happen. So you don't start because you fear that you're not going to meet that expectation. Or the ex you, maybe you fear that you're not going to meet the expectation of your coach. But there really is no expectation. It is your journey and it's completely unique to you. And you set the precedence. You set what your goals are. So there's never an expectation. It's expected that you will do certain things because otherwise you know you're not going to reach those goals but there's no expectation that you're going to look a certain way or behave in a certain way it's just about being you and I think the other thing that prevents people from starting is this fear of making mistakes and being perfect being perfect doesn't really exist does it we need to start embracing this 
imperfection. And when we start taking small steps towards our goal and just progressing and gaining momentum over time, that's when we start to see the progress. One saying that I heard the other day, which I've really latched onto and I really like, is that messy action is is better than perfect inaction. And that's so true, isn't it? Because doing something is better than doing nothing. So let's say that you're, I don't know, let's have an example, your step count for the day, your target is 8,000. Well, let's say that you need to go out for a half an hour walk to get up to your 8,000 steps. That's remaining for the day but actually you only go out for 10 minutes and you only get a thousand of those steps done so you're still a little bit short that's still going to be better than not going out at all isn't it you're still a thousand closer than you would have been if you didn't go out for that 10 minutes and I think we talk ourselves out of doing these things because we think oh well I'm not going to hit my target so why bother and we need to get out of this mindset doing something is better than doing nothing You've got four workouts planned in this week and your week goes to, well, goes to shit a little bit and you only get two in. Well, that's okay. You know, doing two is better than doing none. So sometimes you just need to be kind to yourself and give yourself a bit of grace, especially in these busy times like now. And don't see this as failure. You've still got to see these small steps as progress. And not being able to always meet your targets is part of the process and learning why that didn't happen. And then the following week, making a plan so that you can try and work around it a little bit better. And if that does crop up again, you've got a solution to that problem. By not hitting your targets and by failing, we learn. I want to read you a quote that, I can't remember where I saw this. I don't know if it was in like a self-care journal or something, but let me read it you and then let's see what we make of it. Perfectionism is not the same as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief. If we live perfect lives, we look perfect and we act perfect, we can avoid or minimize the pain of blame, judgment and shame. It's a 20 ton shield we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it is the thing that's really protecting us from flight. So I think what we can take of that is actually by striving to be perfect, all we're doing is preventing ourselves from moving forward. So going back to why we do this and why we procrastinate and why we don't take immediate action, I think one of the other things is definitely a lack of motivation. And the lack of motivation usually comes from having no clear purpose. When I do a lot of my calls with prospective clients and I say to them, what is your goal? I can pretty much guarantee that 70% of those will say, I want to lose weight. Now that isn't a goal. Losing weight isn't a goal. That's just a byproduct of doing something else. And actually, when you talk to these ladies, their goal is usually that they don't like how they feel and they want to gain more confidence, and they want to have more self-belief, and they want to have more self-worth, and they actually think that that comes from losing weight. Uh, And it really doesn't, does it? And the reason that they have no motivation is because there's no clear purpose. Wanting to lose weight is not a clear purpose. And because that the way to lose weight is 
you know, it is challenging. It's not easy. It prevents them from taking action because it's not a clear enough goal. So if on the day when let's, let's say it's, it's lashing it down, you need to go and get your steps done. I keep going back to the steps just cause it's an easy example, but you need to get your steps done. It's lashing it down. It's cold. You're tired. If you don't have a clear purpose as to why you're doing that, you're just not going to bother. And then I think one of the other things is the complete overwhelm. When we set ourselves a goal and obviously for me, I'm talking from a fitness goal and from a health and wellness goal. One of the reasons that people get completely put off from even starting is the overwhelm because there's this air of complexity about it, people perceive it as being much more complex than it actually is. And I think, again, social media plays a massive part in this. We see so many coaches online who are saying, you have to do this, you have to do that. You need to have apps for X, Y, and Z, and you're failing if you're not going to the gym five times a week and all this sort of thing. And you need to track your calories and you need to hit your protein and you need to drink your water and you need to take creatine and you need to take these vitamins. You know, and even me listing these things out, it it's completely overwhelming. And just because one person does that, it doesn't mean the next person needs to do that. But you you see all this and you think, no, I can't do that. It's too complicated. So you just don't bother starting. And I think this is one of the reasons that it's really important, especially for beginners, to have a coach because they can take the complexity and the difficulty out of it. They can just give you a simple plan to action and follow. And you don't need to worry about the ins and outs of it. Which leads me on to the next point is a lot of people don't start because they don't have any accountability. And that's, for me, one of the biggest advantages of having a coach. It's really tempting not to take action when there's no immediate consequences. And if you've got somebody to hold you accountable to your actions, you want to do it. It motivates you more to do it because you feel that you don't want to let that person down who's investing time and confidence in you. You want to do these things because they're supporting you. And I think that's one of the most important things for somebody on a journey, that they need somebody there to support them and to be their cheerleader and to keep them accountable. And if you haven't done something, for somebody to ask you why, it's okay to say, because I didn't want to. But then we have to find ways where you are going to enjoy something so that you're wanting to do something. But when you're on your own and you don't have any accountability, it's easy just to not bother. And then I think the last point that I want to make is we procrastinate because we don't have time or we perceive that we don't have time. I think as busy mums and we prioritise everybody else and not ourselves. So we prioritise tasks for other people and we definitely come to the bottom of the list. And I'm guilty of this. I'm still guilty of this now, but I definitely make more of an effort to prioritise my own health and well-being because if I'm not functioning properly, I can't do all the things that I do for everybody else. So I think it's really important to have somebody who can help you with your time management. Now, we can't make more hours in the day. I wish that we could, like 24 definitely aren't enough some days. But what I can help you do is prioritise what's important. Nobody has the time, but we need to prioritise the tasks that are going to... But things like prioritising doing the ironing over you going for a walk, for, for me, that's, that's a no-brainer. You feeling better 
is more important than doing a bit of ironing as far as I'm concerned. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that ironing needs doing, but it's just about prioritising things. And I want to help women with, it's easy to feel guilty when there's other jobs to be done. You feel guilty about prioritising yourself and no one should ever feel guilty about doing that. By understanding the reasons that we do procrastinate, we can help build strategies to overcome the reasons. And each strategy is going to be completely different for each person, because like I say, everybody's journey is completely individual, but it still comes back down to we're waiting for the perfect time. So this thinking that there's a perfect time really is just an illusion and an excuse and a trap for an action. All the waiting is doing and putting things off is just delaying the progress that you could be having. I think when I look back on my own journey, one of the things that always held me back from reaching my goals and for getting outside my comfort zone and for following my dreams, I guess, and following this this coaching dream, this, this is something that I've wanted to do for such a long time because I know how it feels to be that person who wants to be better, but there's just so much more going on and you just feel that you can never find that time to do that. And one of the one of the reasons that I waited so long to qualify as a PT and become an online coach because I doubted whether I'd be good enough and I had the fear of failure and I would question whether I was the right person to help other women because you know I'm not perfect and I've made many many mistakes through the years but actually those mistakes and those journeys that I've been on have made me the perfect person to be able to help other women. and when I get these negative thoughts I now take a step back and I challenge these thoughts I question where the negative thoughts come from and I always try and replace it with a more positive thought and ones that continue to empower me I think of how far that I've come and how I have overcome my eating disorder and how I've dealt with grief. And I reflect on the person that I am now and I'm a much better person. And when I'm feeling self-doubt and when I'm feeling not good enough, I always go back to these things and celebrate my past successes. And I can do this and I am good at what I do and I am more than qualified to help other women to do this. And what I really, I think, preach is the right word to my clients now is to set yourself some realistic goals because by taking small steps to reaching those goals, it becomes less overwhelming and you tend not to doubt yourself so much. It builds confidence and it builds momentum. And it makes us realize by hitting these little targets that we can hit these little successes. And when you're just waiting for a big goal at the end and it's taken so long to get there, not only do you become impatient, but you just feel like it's never gonna happen. So you just give up. On these journeys, embrace the failures, use them as a learning opportunity to grow and learn and improve. But more importantly, be patient and be persistent and hit those little goals along the way. So while I've been rambling on, I've been trying to think of an example of recently where one of my clients has overcome self-doubt and one of my clients came to mind that she'd failed so many times to take action. But when she had taken action, it was action that was unsustainable. It led her to the belief that she couldn't do anything. So she tried quick fix diets. 
she tried you know every restriction under the sun and she would always lose a little bit of weight but she'd always be back to square one too because nothing was ever sustainable and when she joined me she really didn't have that much confidence she used to speak quite negatively about herself if there was a stumbling block she would see that it was her failing rather than it just being normal life so she joined me in February and then she went on a holiday in August. So we'd worked together for about six months and we'd done things differently. We'd done things slowly. We'd been patient. We'd learned to build habits. We'd educated her on a healthy, non-restrictive lifestyle where she could just enjoy the things that she wanted to enjoy. And we'd made her have a love of strength training, which she never thought that she would do. And when I got a photo in August of her on a holiday in a bikini saying, Jen, I feel amazing. I was so proud of her and I was so excited and I could feel myself smiling when I read that text. And that's what it's all about, empowering women to feel like that. To see her in a bikini and feeling amazing and confident is the best feeling ever. And that's why I do, why I do this and it's why I do what I do. Now, it wasn't easy but she had proper guidance and support. And with the right tools, she got to that goal that she wanted. All she wanted to do was go on holiday and feel good about herself. And she did. So I think I've rambled on for a good 20 minutes now. And yeah, I've got it, gone off at tangents again, because that's what I always do. But I think the message that I wanted to get home is stop putting off what you can do right now you've already put it off you put it off yesterday so start today do it today focus on your own journey focus on your own growth we've said that it's completely unique to you and comparing yourself to other people is completely counterproductive all you need to do is focus on your own progress and being that one percent better than you were last week or the week before don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. They've been doing it much longer and there's no point in you comparing somebody who's a year, two or even three years down the line. So what I want you to do after listening to this is just reflect on your own habits. How often do you feel so motivated when you see another individual succeed and you think, right, I'm gonna do that, I can do that, I wanna feel like that, but then actually you don't commit to taking action? And you're still in the same place that you were six months ago. So my challenge to you is take that action now. So the challenge that I'm going to give you is think about what your goal is. And think what you can do today that's going to make you one step closer to that goal. Don't put it off till tomorrow. It doesn't have to be a massive goal. It doesn't have to be a massive task. But what one thing can you do today that's going to make you in a better position to hit your goal. If you need some help working out what these goals are and how you can get there, drop me a DM on Instagram at Jen Oliver Fitness, and I'd love to help you in this journey. I hope this motivated you a little bit. I hope it's made you think a little bit about why you procrastinate and the effects of procrastination on your health and well-being. And until next time, bye-bye.